sipping on a little coffee here, by the way. I've been drinking instant coffee lately. Yeah. Maxwell House, do not buy. Do <laughs> not. Like, every other instant coffee I've had has been fine. This is terrible. Yeah. Like, garbage. I mean, we got, like, Nescafe once, and that was fine. Like, it's just... Yeah. Every other one's been fine. Like I've had no, I've, I keep buying instant coffee because I keep saying I'm going to stop after this. Like I'm going to buy this jar. Yeah. And then like, cause I'm like, okay, I'm out. And then when I'm out, I'm out. And then I'm, I'll be at the grocery store next time and be like, well, I'm almost out. Not quite ready to pull the plug. Right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And we are back to talk some video games, just the two of us this week. And uh, we're getting close to the end of the year here, and I'm I'm running out of time on my resolution <laughs> yes, game here, really guys. Are. And I'm, I'm not talking about it this week either, so I <laughs> oh, guess uh, we're getting close. So I'll, I'll be getting to uh, Hyper Light Drifter soon enough, but... Mm-hmm. That's if I can pull myself away from these punk cake games because I I just cannot stop. And I did uh, on a save it for the cast episode recently. I uh, raved a little bit about Spectrum Forces, which had just come out when I recorded that uh, little intro for that episode. And uh, this is uh, the latest or it's the fifth game from Punk Cake. They might have another one out by this time, although they are taking November off uh, to kind of get their back end kind of recalibrate or not recalibrated they're trying to bring all the games to steam right now they're only on itch.io um but they're just trying to like kind of uh streamline everything is the word i was looking for uh but anyways so this shmup uh which i mentioned last week but just to kind of quickly go over it there's three planets that you have to pick from uh that you can pick any three to start kind of like Mega Man style pick your stage and then on any level you can pick from one of or you can pick from one of nine pilots and you can have up to three pilots on any given stage but you can you don't have to select three but clearing a stage and surviving with any of the pilots. So the gameplay works a lot like a lazy galaxy rebel story, John, yeah. like where you're actually switching formations. Although there's tons of different formations. Uh, whereas like each character kind of has a different formation assigned to them. And then like, Oh, just all the different characters have such a different firepower, like all the different combos that you can use. So it, the game has tons of replayability in the sense that like I beat the game three times in a row the other day. But like so like beating the game after you beat a level with a character. So like if after you beat a level, you either the character's either dead. So like let's say you clear the level with two of your three ships. If you decided to use all three, mm-hmm. you get two coins and then the other pilot's dead. But the coins mean like, OK, that pilot is taking the rest of the day off like they're not going on the other missions so like you're stuck to that pool of nine at all times but then they do have like challenge modes where it's like uh you turn on this challenge mode and it's like random pilot like you don't get to pick your pilots it's all Mm -hmm. random every time and you can turn on as many of the challenge modifiers uh as you want at once which give you more coins so like if you don't turn on any modifiers you can get nine coins max like if you clear all three stages using three pilots each and then use and then it gives you like a pilot ranking. Like so when I got seven coins, it gave me the maniac ranking, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And I really love how strategic the gameplay is too. Like again, I mentioned all the different like weapon types or whatever that each ship has, but like you're also kind of you you have to turn around a lot and there's no button press to do that. You're actually just like uh, it kind of works like Caro Blaster or other games where you like if you're holding down the fire button and you're going backwards, you'll keep firing forwards mm-hmm. um, and kind of back going in reverse, essentially. But then if you're not firing, the ship will actually turn around 
and then you'll start firing in the opposite direction. But then you have like you have weapons that will only fire in the opposite direction that you're uh piloting your ship like it's it's just so cool all the different variety and i just i can't get enough and especially the way they like layer in these challenges and i said it when i was talking about damocles gaze uh when we talked about that on the podcast and it's just how great they are at making their games like again i beat the game three times in a row the other day and i am nowhere near putting this game down like i fire it up almost every time that number one they're pretty quick runs um, the levels are pretty short and they're, this one actually is not randomly generated. I thought it was at first like the enemies spawning and whatnot, but it seems to be like you, you kind of like do like, like that's where the random kind of is a nice modifier, like the random pilot uh, challenge, because like it does get to the point, at least for me, where like each of the three planets, I kind of have a set of three pilots that I kind of gravitate towards where like this is my best chance mm-hmm. to get all nine coins Um which is what I've gone for. Like I said, I haven't really tried any of the challenges too much, but they're really cool. I mean, there's all types of stuff like bosses have uh, plus 50 percent HP. Uh, your bullets do half damage like it's a, there's all types of different modifiers you can change. So just another amazing game from Punk Cake. And I, I I'm just never going to stop raving. So I'm sure I'll talk about the next one that they make. Uh, and I guess just real quick, since we're talking about a shmup uh, and this one's a vertical uh, vertically scrolling shmup. The last one is horizontally scrolling, which I didn't mention, but uh, this game is called uh, Viral Reload, and uh, the developer actually sent a copy of this one to us just by, like, I, I think they said that they had just seen some of our stuff on, like, Twitter and, like, hey, this, our, my game looks like a game that you'll like, so if you nice. want to give it a try. And it's only five bucks. I, I happened to look it up. I was like, oh, this is, like, a no-brainer. Like, I, it wasn't on my radar before they sent it to me, but I would have certainly picked it up if uh, if not. And it's, like, it's my kind of game. You know, I love the high score, like, arcade chasing whatever and there's like there's basically just two ships to pick from there's one that has like a homing attack which obviously does a little bit less damage and then the other ship that's just like a regular attack and there's just like just a wave based set of you know you get three lives waves i don't even think you can get a extra ship or extra life or anything like that um the other thing that's kind of cool too is like if if you die to a wave of enemies, the whole thing kind of resets, like all the enemies kind of fly off the screen and then the wave restarts. So you do have to kind of clear them, but they're really quick waves. It's not like you're fending them off for even probably not even 15 seconds. I mean, the waves are really quick and it does get to the point where like, okay, I'm good enough at this game. You can actually start at like wave 10 or wave 15. I think you can start as, as late as wave uh maybe even 30 i want to say like you can every 10 waves there's like a little mini boss uh that comes along and it's just really fun there's like a dash mechanic which is not anything super inventive but you can dash through the bullets you can't dash forward though or anything like that you can only dash side to side um and then it kind of has like a restriction of like there's almost like an invisible wall you can really only move up kind of like old school arcade games like uh, galaga or whatever where like the ship can only move up like a a very small like at the bottom like 20 percent of the screen or whatever mm-hmm. um, you're kind of restricted to that area even though there's nothing like stopping you <laughs> physically from moving forward right it just kind of like doesn't allow you to but yeah it's just got really charming uh graphical style really great like i think i've said before on the podcast a long time ago that i wasn't the biggest fan of like those crt retro filters that they had yeah. games, but they've come a long way like i uh, it looks awesome on my uh screen like i it's like an instant like I, at first i was like this doesn't look right. It didn't have the filter on it first when I booted the game up and the screenshots I had seen. I was like, why does it? This game doesn't look quite right. Uh, and then I checked in the options and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I really, it really adds that extra flair and the music as well. Um, I forget who the artist is, but I'll, I'll tag him in the uh, episode description. But the music in the game is just top, top notch. 
Um, so yeah, really, if you're, if you're into shmups at all, uh, Spectrum Forces, if you're not a member of their Patreon uh, for Punk Cake, is only six bucks as well. So two just super cheap games that can't recommend enough, especially if you like arcade shmups. But uh, John, you've been dipping into the latest uh, Nintendo uh, offerings on their, uh, I guess it's all online, I guess. Uh, yep. So how have you been uh, experiencing that stuff? I, I did bite the bullet and go for the uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, yeah. which got me the, the N64, the, was it, Genesis, and uh, then the also the Animal Crossing DLC, which was Happy Home Paradise, which is kind of a separate thing from the regular like uh, DLC that they were rolling out for Animal Crossing, because there's a ton of content that they just added for free. But yeah. kind of bundled in with the whole N or N sixty four Switch Online or Nintendo Switch Online expansion, like you would get the Happy Home Paradise like bundled in for free if you just bought the uh, online expansion. So, okay, okay. So there's like a regular update to Animal Crossing outside of the Happy Home expansion. Oh, there's a massive like free update, which is like okay, cool. honestly I've been spending more time doing that because the free update is the thing that included farming and Okay, cooking. yeah, that's what I saw. Okay. Yeah, and like I think all of uh the Harv's Island stuff cuz there's a character Harv who has an island and like his island got expanded to have more shops, more like things that you can build out and do more like features for uh, things that used to be uh, like randomly generated or random occurrences where there would be someone sh like setting up shop on your island. Now you can basically have a permanent place for them when they're not doing one of those weekly events or randomized events on your island. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, there, and they also added in ordinances, which was a thing that was in Animal Crossing New Leaf, which just, you know, could, like, there were, I think it was, it's the exact same four that were in New Leaf, which were uh, one that would prevent any weeds or, like, trash from accumulating on your island, one where everything was more expensive, but that meant that you could also sell everything for more. Um, bells as well and then there were two of them that I I was personally more interested in which is the night owl and early bird options where they'll just extend the hours of like the shops that are open so oh nice yeah so uh, like back when new leaf came out like I was you know working during the day and I would get home and I would play that on my 3ds and I would just be like yeah I need everyone to be awake until like 11 or midnight just so that I can still do things in this game and yeah I, I did that same with the, with this it's just nicer to have like a little bit longer a little bit more when it's it does it adds basically nothing to the game like I saw a lot of people were upset that it didn't extend the hours enough but I'm like I don't need to be playing this game at all hours of the day. So yeah, I was going to say, it seems like people, the people that are playing this game seem like, it, like as soon as this was announced, it's like, I got to get back to my Island and start go, you mm -hmm. know, cleaning things up and whatever. And it's like, it can be such a time suck that like, I feel like, yeah, anything that can maybe encourage you to put it down for a minute might be a good thing. I yeah, think that's, that's my favorite thing about the series is that there kind of is like a ceiling per day, like where it's like, you can't really do any more in this day. And like, I like being able or kind of being forced to like take your time with the game, which is nice. Like, um, but, uh, the happy home paradise, uh, DLC expansion is kind of like, 
I think it's a, like similar to the spinoff of Happy Home Designer, which was, I think, was that the mobile game that they released first before the... the that sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's a standalone uh it's it's your job in this game you now like have but you can work as much as you want you don't you don't need to like do it every day or anything there yeah you can do it at like as many times as you want during the day you're not also limited uh, uh like you are in other aspects of the game but it is a very uh simplified but also kind of nice uh like you'll get a villager and they'll come up to you and they'll say hi i want to have a vacation home that's built around this theme and then you'll just have access to like all these furnishings that you don't necessarily have access to and you're just trying to organize and design a, a like one room vacation home all around this theme and then like you get points based on like how well you do and then it's it's just a nice little mini game that allows you to have a little bit more access to items that you may not might not have if you're not playing as aggressively as some people are. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Or, or maybe yeah. even to encourage you to like explore other stuff that you haven't done in the game as much or something yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know there was this in there. These kind of items. Yeah. And I, I don't know, uh, like because, again, I, I bought it bundled in with the online service specifically because I was like, you know, I, I kind of wanted to get that anyway. So I, yeah. I don't know how much it costs as a standalone thing. I want to say it's like twenty five dollars, which I think is honestly kind of a lot for yeah. what it is because if you're i i wouldn't necessarily I, unless you were a huge fan of happy home designer and like really thought like that gameplay was really fun and rewarding and like you do get extra items that you can buy using the like second currency that you only have on the happy home like paradise <laughs> island so like yeah there's more content and there's more stuff to do but I don't know if it's necessarily worth it if you're not already getting it bundled in with the like Nintendo online service as well. Yeah. And uh, so obviously you're talking about the Nintendo online service. So you sprung for the expansion pack. So have you messed around with the uh, retro stuff at all? I have a little bit. I wanted to see how uh, Star Fox 64 controlled because the controls on a pro controller are so wild on uh, like compared to because the you can't buy the n64 wireless controller because they're out of stock because nintendo refuses to make enough of anything to to ever have any finger on the pulse of like the demand for yeah. their products and we were talking about this the other day uh when we were jamming john but like the, especially when it comes to like their retro or like any yeah. anything that's like celebrating their lineage or like and like anniversary right it's like you too like yeah i did the, yeah the, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic both came out right around the holidays and then they like sold out immediately. And Instantly. Like, and then they like second run, did second runs of them like later on, even after, like the, after the hype died down. Like, but they still flew off like yeah. they, like they weren't as in high of demand, but like they still got rid of those. It's not like they're like it's not like you go and see them floating around on the shelves everywhere now because right. they overdid it. Like you still can't find them and let set paying full price. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy how how out of touch they are with that stuff. But at the same time, they at least they're bringing us some of the classics in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, let's be thankful for the scraps <laughs> Nintendo decides to offer. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. a little irritating, but I'm able to play 
Star Fox 64 with a wireless controller on like just chilling out on the couch. And also I played a little bit of Yoshi's Story, which is another game that like I, I think I may have brought this up on the podcast before, but like the games that I would always rent from Blockbuster were yeah. Yoshi's Story and Banjo-Kazooie, and I never owned those games. So I know yeah. Banjo-Kazooie is going to get a release on this N64 Switch Online, and I'll be really excited to play that because I haven't played that for decades at this point because I, I never even bought it in the aftermarket or used like in any virtual console or anything. And so. I'm guessing you, per, well, I don't know, but th- did you ever beat that one? No. When renting it? Because I was going to say, like, I I, I I bit my tongue for a second because I know how you play games. So I was like, maybe John did beat that one when he had, when he rented it. But I would never, like, yeah, if I rented a game that wasn't, like, you know, arcade or whatever, like a Street Fighter type of game, like, I yeah. probably wasn't going to beat it, you know? Oh, yeah. But, um, and honestly, like, I, I can probably get used to new controls on the games that I haven't played as much, but honestly, I think I'm just going to have to wait until next year when they have more N64 wireless controllers, just because it's such a weird control. And, like, I already yeah, have... Yeah, 64 has such a specific yes, controller. For something that I've played, like, dozens of times, like any of the Zeldas, like, it's just going to feel so weird, like... Every and I felt that it, way even with the the what was it the Master Quest collection yeah. or whatever on GameCube where like it, just using the C stick instead of the buttons like it just I was like this uh, I'm I'm if I'm ever gonna play Ocarina of Time I'm playing it either on the 3DS remake they did a pretty good job of like remapping things but otherwise I'm gonna play it on 64. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that coming eventually, but I'm, it's not burning on my radar right now. But did you? Did you happen to give Sin and Punishment a try by Not chance? Not yet, because I, I feel like that one would be a lot easier for me because I actually never played it when it was on Virtual Console for the Wii, so I have no metric of like what or baseline to compare it to. Yeah, I remember it having. I had it on the Virtual Console on the Wii, and I do remember it being like a weird control scheme where you had to get used to it. But I feel like it was just the nature of the game. It wasn't necessarily like a sixty-four related controller. Yeah. It was just like. This game, like you're kind of strafing with the L and R buttons. It's like a gallery shooter, but like that's how you're walking. Like it's it's, yeah. it's just a weird control scheme, but it's a really cool game. Really yeah. cool that they're bringing an import right off the bat. Yeah, I'm yeah, and so I'm hoping that we'll get more. I don't know weirder titles for the N64 because oh man, they have a uh, Doctor Mario 64, which back oh, when nice. I was back when I was a kid, like I never got very far, but. I really love Dr. Mario. It's one of my favorite puzzle games. And I'll be like, you know, maybe I can actually go through story mode now. Yeah. And you know what I'm actually curious about that I didn't think about, but to the best of my knowledge, and I guess there wouldn't be any reason otherwise for them to have included this feature, but on the NES and Super Nintendo, like when you play online with people, Mm -hmm. which is another, I always forget that that's a feature of these games is like, oh, I can actually like play Star If we want to play multiplayer Star Fox, which is not the best mode, uh, to be fair, uh, Star Fox 64. It's it's fun enough, but it's definitely not the main draw draw. of Star Fox. But if you want to play Mario Kart 64, let's say, I wonder if you can sync up with more than two people. I don't know, because before I don't think it would let you connect with more than one other person online. Right. Since 64, you can play four players. I wonder if you're able to do that. Oh, and I'm so, I would be so, I'm really curious to see if the flaw that was in Mario Kart 64, if you had, I think, 
I think it was even three players, or maybe it was only when you had four players, there wouldn't be any background music on the tracks. Oh, I, I sort of remember that. We would always play at my cousin's house, mostly. Uh, not that I didn't have that game, but we played it so much at his house, and he always put music on, like, on mm. his CD player or whatever when yeah. we were playing games. So it's, I don't it's remember such a, a ton, weird, but that, I have a thing. I have a weird recollection, though, of like those sound effects being like really burned into my brain where like I don't remember the music a ton from that game. So I wonder if that's why. Yeah, I think it was three players because it was me and my sisters, so it wouldn't be four players. But yeah, Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I've spent money on that I wasn't necessarily (laughs) planning on. I wasn't going to put you on the spot. Yep was uh genshin impact i have officially put money into it and not in the subscription way because there's again there's so many ways to put like pay money to this game you can buy specific uh like gem currency packs you can buy this blessing where every day that you log in it gives you items or money or like talent level up items or character level up items like uh, like that's then that's a monthly subscription so you can basically build it kind of like an mmo if you were you know yeah. planning on like a, a budget <laughs> for this yeah. where it's like <laughs> this is how much money i'm going to spend but i did the one-time uh gnostic hymn option there's also two tiers of that, and I didn't go for the higher one. So I spent $9.99, okay. uh, which there is one of the, uh, like, it's it's kind of like a season pass, like they do on, like, Rocket League or another thing, where, you know, you have challenges that you earn experience for when you complete those challenges, and one of them's, like, your daily login, or you do your five or four, uh, like, quests that are given to you every day and like once you do that you level up to a certain point and every time if you do it without paying for it then you get you know this the lower tier rewards for every level that you do it but if you pay this one time thing then you also get the higher tier as well and then you also get a four star weapon that you can choose instead of having to like roll on the wishes and like figure like so i did that once because i had already maxed out the like season uh experience so i knew i was going to get if i paid the money i was going to get literally every (laughs) reward from that it wasn't going to be like oh i spent money on it and i didn't even get to the max level of all the things yeah yeah i had 11 days to go left in the season and i had already maxed it out and i was like you know what i i might as well just do the bite the bullet and spend some money on a game i'm put in hundreds of hours in already and enjoy so i did it i got the a bunch of items that did cut down a ton of grinding and like unlocked a bunch of stuff that would have otherwise just taken me i don't know another week to do so it's yeah I i don't know like I don't feel great about it, but I also don't feel bad about it. Like it's I've I'm absolutely paying for a game that deserves to be uh, labor should be rewarded, but at the same time I don't know if this company is necessarily the the, the one, one that, that you want to reward or what exactly. Right. It's like the, at the end of the day are they just like another huge company yeah. that 
you know, or at least they're operating in that same mindset, you know, where it's like you're just funding the machine and in a way, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you said, you're having fun playing it and it wouldn't exist if people weren't, you know, if, if this model didn't work, essentially. But it is it's a weird fine line to dance. I, I find a, I find it difficult to like I haven't really sprung like I've played, obviously, some of these free to play games where you can, you know, I've played Apex Legends a few yeah. times with DJ, like where you can obviously spend money in some way, shape or form on them. But like, I, I don't know, I, I haven't really sprung too deep into any of those worlds but it is because i'm like kind of nervous like because like i i could see myself getting into like something like magic the gathering online like i could so see myself like in a different like if i had a different type of routine to my life like i could so see myself like hey my nightly routine is just like doing this and like you said like having a budget like every week i buy two booster packs or whatever you know i could just so see myself making it a structured part of my life and i'm like afraid of doing that yeah i i think the good thing is that i i I don't know. I didn't necessarily feel a rush or anything from buying it. I was just like, yeah, yeah, that made sense. Like I've put in enough time that like putting 10 bucks into the game is fine because it's kind of the same thing that happened with um, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Like that was another game that I had put in hundreds of hours into. And like, was that the f- mobile game? Yeah. And it, okay, it was a yeah, really yeah. good. I mean, it was a very simplified version of Fire Emblem, but it was a really well-made game and really fun. And like after I had played it for like a year or two, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to give them five bucks. Like I'll get whatever the thing is. And like exactly the same reaction where like I spent the money, I got the item or whatever currency that they gave in the game. I did the roll or gotcha to see if I could get a new thing. I got like, a new thing and i was like all right that was that <laughs> yeah it wasn't- now, do you think do you think you would have had it because in both of these scenarios it sounds like you like get like basically put a ton of time into it and we're like okay yeah that is like i did play this a ton let me throw him some money like do you think you might have got more of a rush if it was a situation where like you sprung for it a little earlier and you actually got to like see a little bit like you know like you're saying in Genshin it kind of cut down the grind quite a bit like if you would have done it much earlier would you have just been done with Genshin sooner and been like okay I'm leveled up to max and there's nothing else to do or Maybe. would you act I don't know I, I find that interesting if like if you would have sprung for it sooner would it have more value yeah I'm, I'm kind of in like yeah because I, I am at a very weird spot where like I've kind of done all of the content like there's still side quests and stuff to do but like i've literally finished everything there is to do in the first nation and i've i'm pretty close i'm like 80 percent done with the second and then i'll have like a bunch of side quests and other stuff to do in the third so like i'm really just biding time until the fourth uh nation gets released and i have no idea when that is planned on happen or scheduled to happen but like yeah i've done like the events that happened there that have popped up over the weeks but i don't really have any like massive goal to accomplish so i am kind of just like chilling out and like messing around with some of my lower level characters and doing teams that i'm not like oh i need to have my strongest possible combination in order to advance i'm kind of just like fucking around and being like what happens if i just put like these characters i never use together and then it's fun and just like so i i think like yeah i'm i'm really enjoying just not 
doing anything. And because of that, I, there's no pressure to like, I don't know, spend money really. Like it was more just like, uh, I was in a, a weird situation or an unusual situation for me where I had maxed out like the season level or the BP and I was yeah. just like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll like, I'm not planning on making a habit out of this or yeah, we'll see. Like, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't feel the need or like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, this game makes me feel so weird. Like it's yeah, it's it's so because because again at the end of the day, like you were saying before, up until now you hadn't spent a dime on this thing, and like how much enjoyment have you gotten out of it? And again, yeah. we talked last time about like the predatory practices a little bit, or at least the potential for that. Yeah, but like at the same time, there's like kids who as long as they have a computer that can run this thing and i know you're not using the most up-to-date laptop nope, you know no, like <laughs> you know what i mean like it doesn't need the most powerful thing and you can play a pretty cool breath of the wild like game yeah. without needing to really spend any money on it. like that's pretty cool to yeah. in that context it is kind of that that is where the free-to-play stuff does seem but but again it's like that's in the perfect like uh idealistic kind of world where i'm thinking like oh yeah it's like free games for more people to play where it's not it's more like hey if we make it free then we can milk more money out of these suckers when Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like it's just i don't know but that is a good point because like if you do have the ability like if you don't have an addictive personality or if you don't have like gambling problems like this is a perfectly great game to play for free and to do everything like i was able to like complete everything like i didn't get all the uh like past events that i missed because i came into the game a year after it came out so yeah Yeah. i definitely wasn't able to get all of the content but none of the content was needed to play the game and have a completely enjoyable experience with it so yeah it's like i just wish there was some some middle ground in between where you could be like okay it doesn't need to prey on the people who do have those yeah. like addictive personalities but at the same time like can still like maybe i don't know because i don't want to say games sh- need to be cheaper either because but i don't think we would get this game unless it was like because games definitely don't need to be cheaper yeah it's it's so expensive to make games yeah and it's so exactly intensive and not so, to mention, I know we've talked about like the mega sales all the time on the yeah. podcast, but even just in general, like, you know, the, the games I was talking about, are like the the punk cake games are six bucks and I, I'm a, I'm a Patreon member. So they're four bucks. It's great. Four bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You can't you can barely get a I, I sometimes pay more for a pack of candy. Yeah. Like that's that's no joke. Like if I'm feeling if I'm feeling saucy on some jelly bellies you or get something. In that supermarket, those like fresh packed ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like the plastic tubs. Yep. Yeah, they're weighed out. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just like you know it's it's hard to be like oh a game should be cheaper. So it's like what what should yeah. where is the middle ground? Maybe there isn't a middle ground. Maybe there is just different ways of making money off of people (laughs) i know like it's a bummer because like as a whole like games are so undervalued and like should be so much more expensive but like it's also really difficult for then like yeah you need the you need enough people to play the game in order to make the money back that you put into it but like you can't charge the actual amount that the labor like it's such a fucking 
Fun times. What a great yeah. ecosystem we have. <laughs> and well, to spin off that a little bit, I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a puzzle game called uh, Nojong, which is another game like we've talked about before. Uh, like I think when we talked about Tiny Heist was kind of when we went into a conversation about it from Terry Cavanaugh. Yeah. We kind of talked about like, how does like a developer decide to make a game free right. and then make a game purchasable? Because like this is a game from a, a game designer. I think they might have collaborated with uh, some other folks, but Ben Allen is the game designer. Uh, and they made another game called Skelemania, and they've like made Super Skelemania and a few other different ones. And the only one I've played is Super Skelemania, which is like I think it's either five or ten bucks on Switch. I got it on sale at some point, and it's like a precision platformer, like with really expressive controls, kind of like some of those games I talked about a few weeks ago uh, when it was just you and I, John, when mm-hmm. I was talking about some expressive platformers. But yeah. like. Again, that's like a commercially released game where like the previous Skelemania games were not. They were just like free Ichio games or whatever. Or pay what you want, whatever you want to call them. Um, but then this game, Nojong, there's no reason this game should not. Just like Tiny Heist. like And I, I think the thing I said with Tiny Heist was like, if this game just had like a soundtrack, like it would just be a full-fledged game. Well, Nojong, that is not the case. It is not missing anything because the soundtrack in particular is just slamming it's like this like jazzy grooving like it sounds like it's more like live musician like uh i don't want to say ape out because it's not all like percussive like that it's definitely way more melodic uh but it's just it's got it's it's really cool but it's a really simplistic puzzle game in the sense uh, and it's called nojong again because i kind of got sidetracked talking about some of his other games for a moment um but it's got this really striking kind of like almost like ZX Spectrum style pixel, like really chunky 8-bit pixels where it's it's not quite NES style, like everything's all one color, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Hack even, uh, yeah. or some of those games that like were all, where like one sprite is like one color. And then I don't know all the rules of Mahjong, so I, I, I but I know this game is like kind of a twist of Tetris and Mahjong. Oh, and you nice. do have, so it's a, it's a block falling puzzle game, but there is gravity in the sense that like the tiles are falling from the top and you're just controlling one block at a time and in a pretty small grid. It's like only three columns wide yeah. and then maybe nine or ten, maybe twelve at the most columns or uh, rows tall. But essentially like when you clear and all you have to do is have two of the same color tiles touching each other or more and they'll clear. So the most you can get is like uh, making one of those Tetris pieces that's like a, almost like a plus. Yeah, the yeah. T. Yeah. Um, where it's, uh, where you can clear four at once. And then after you clear a certain number of lines or not lines, but a certain number of clears, I guess, um, that will then create your hand. So you have a series of tiles on the bottom, which I'm assuming is the number of tiles you would have in a Mahjong hand. Yeah. And then there, it kind of works similar, like in the instructions, you can look at all the rules and like, it works similar to like a poker hand where the, yeah, it's totally different, but it seems like there's essentially like a full house and a flush and, uh, you know, uh, Nojong is getting all of the same color tile. So as soon as you, place a tile like you, you can basically cycle through the uh, all the tiles that you have in your hand with the shoulder buttons and that will swap what tile you're controlling in the puzzle grid and then you drop that wherever you want and then again the the blocks fall from the top of the screen with gravity but once you clear them if there's like an open space it's more like i, I want to say dr mario works this way where like the puzzle pieces will just kind of stay suspended in air yeah after you clear them so you can still do it tetris style where you can like move them to the side and like wedge them in underneath but you really have to think about like 
the space. Like you're not you're not really creating combos in any way, shape, or form. It's all about really creating the hand because your hand will get scored after you like you you only get to create three hands and then the game's over so like there it's not like an endless mode at least not that i saw maybe there is an endless mode but i wasn't able to find it but you can play two player versus and it's just such a charming like again there's just no reason this game is free it's so polished it's like this, the, the yeah I've, I've been looking at this while you've been ex- explaining it because it's yeah i sent it in our discord and i was like john this seems this like a very so much cool like a you game and it's yeah and apparently you can play online like versus like it says to use like on the itch.io page it says something like use parsec if you're playing online but it's gotten an online leaderboard otherwise um it's it's really awesome and and again like the presentation is it's very similar to uh, uh, tiny heist in that sense like the pixel art style at least but um yeah i just can't recommend this one enough and there's the only review they have for the game on the itch.io page is a quote from someone on twitter who i actually didn't look up who the person was but it just says i had a really great time bonding with my mom for an hour playing this game uh, thanks for that oh, cute. <laughs> so yeah just a, a really awesome puzzle game that is also free that uh you can play on itch.io and i think it might be available elsewhere but yeah the i'll have com- links in the episode description the composer is anton uh Karatza, and oh thank you the the drummer is Yusuf Kelly Brew. And nice. I, see, I, I just knew love that those are the drumming. two credits, like composer yeah. and drummer. The, that's yeah. I that's knew there was good. live drums. Like that's why I was leaning towards that ape out uh, yeah. description at the beginning. Cause like it really, you feel the energy of the live drums. Like it, uh, and again, you're just playing like a relatively slow paced puzzle game. Like it does get a little quick by the third round. Cause it, the speed picks up after each hand, that you create mm-hmm. um but it's cool like it, it kind of like you can you can just get all sorts of combos in the sense like not not in the combos in like a traditional puzzle sense it's more combos of like the types of hands you're getting because you're getting points for like if you're getting like the flush or the nojong or whatever but you're also right. getting points for like the symmetry of your hand and the like it, it's just really cool it's a really cool puzzle game and then I did want to give one more shout out like the main game I've been kind of just sucked into this week that I kind of didn't expect to get so hooked into because at a quick glance like it's uh it's the game's called ever tried and it's a I didn't know it was a roguelike actually I kind of thought it was more of like a tactic strategy game because it's like when when you see the game it's like the whole game takes place on like an isometric uh top down perspective and it's just like kind of like this suspended like floating diamond grid mm-hmm. that's probably 10 by 10 tiles maybe 8 by 8 tiles and it just the way it looks it's like oh this is probably just some really like mechanics heavy tactics game but it's really actually puzzle heavy in the sense that like it's got a really limited number of mechanics there's a ton of different abilities and stuff that you can get but it's really all based around movement and positioning so you're really for the there's a few again a few other things you can do but for the most part you're just moving either up down left or right um again it's on an isometric so it's like on an angle kind of but you're using the d-pad to move in you know up down left or right and then you can hold down the uh dash button to move two tiles at a time so you'll like jump over a gap like on the second uh set of like the second biome or whatever there'll be like crumbling tiles after you step on them or they'll be like uh some enemies will leave like a slime trail behind them or some kind of poison trail that you can dash through um but if you're moving regular style and then uh, same thing, like it uses one turn to like do an attack, same thing, you know, you just press up, down, left or right. So it has really traditional kind of roguelike 
movement in that sense. And then you just clear a floor. Once you clear a floor of all the enemies, you kind of ascend to the next floor and you're trying to get to the 50th floor of this tower. Every 10 floors, there's a new biome. But the the way that the movement works and the way all the mechanics play together and the way the enemies play together and telegraph their movements and like the way you're you're basically for the most part uh, and again i've only made it to the second like zone so i haven't gotten that far to the game although i did make it to the second boss um but ascent and the bosses are really really cool really fun like puzzle challenge designs and again it's it's just so based around positioning in the sense like you never really want to end up in a tile next to a character uh, next to an enemy. Mm-hmm. You always want to be kind of like one away so that like they're going to take their turn and move towards you. Right. And everything, it's like really subtle, almost a little too subtle in like the telegraphs, but there are like little things where like if it, if an enemy takes like two turns to before it moves, like you'll see that it's like in a crouched position in the first turn and then it kind of pops up before it moves and then it has like a shield over its head if it takes more than one uh, point of damage. So like, Really good readability once you learn the readability, but it's like it's really subtle. Like there'll be like a tile that's like kind of like this purple sheen and that's like an icy tile mm-hmm. on the first zone. But like if it has just like a little bit of snow on it, then it's not an icy tile. So it's like you really got to kind of like notice the little nuances. But once you once you get the hang of it and especially playing handheld, I'm playing this on switch um, and I'm I like playing handheld and having it right there. It's kind of easy to see like all the little details but i'm just finding it to be like such a like i don't know like it's it it's very puzzly in the sense of like again you're you're always you always want to make sure you're in a good position to execute the next thing you want to execute but like you might want to trigger traps to kill the enemies or maybe that enemies trigger the traps and they kill themselves or whatever but like at the same time, you all you also have to worry about how quickly you're doing your movements. Like there's actually like a meter that's like ticking down the whole time mm-hmm. um, that you it doesn't I don't know if it necessarily punishes you for if it goes all the way down to zero. But you keep getting stronger as you like keep filling that meter up. And then every like five floors or maybe it's even just on a random floor, there'll be like a shop where you can buy different items. So like I just got like in my last run, got like a grappling hook. So instead of like being able to move one tile at a time I can shoot all the way to either an enemy or an obstacle or all the way to the end of the screen and pull myself over to that and then the nice thing about that is like so every one of your abilities once you buy one of these like abilities or skills they cost movement points or tokens or skill points I forget what they're actually called but you only get skill points you can hold up to five of them and you only get them by move like moving without attacking or dashing so like you don't lose any points for doing either of those things but like the only way to gain more is to just move a single tile at a time so like you're really kind of juggling nice do yeah. i want to charge up my special attack do i need to charge up my special attack for the most part i've kind of fended and again i haven't beaten the game or anything like that but i've been mostly kind of doing better when i'm not using the items because i i tend to like not overthink it and i'm just like hey just stay one tile away from all the enemies and best that i can but uh, i don't know I, I just really love everything about this game it's almost got like a little bit of like a moonlighter pixel art style like it's got a okay. lot of that goop stuff going yeah. on <laughs> Uh, especially when the enemy, like when the bosses come up, there's like a real cool, like kind of splash screen that pops up with like the boss's name and like a real, like just kind of has a little bit of that. I don't know that like fluid pixel look. I don't know how to, how else to describe it, but the pixels almost look like they're like alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't get enough of this game. I, I, I haven't been able to put it down all week and I keep like 
pulling out my switch to like, I still haven't played WarioWare yet. And I keep pulling out my switch. Like maybe I'll play Metroid Dread. Maybe I'll dig a little more uh, deeper into that. And I just keep playing EverTried. I can't put it down. Um, yeah, I, I really can't recommend this one enough. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really all I had to say about that. And really all I had to say about video games for this week. So if, uh, <laughs> if you're good, John, I think we can wrap things up yeah. and, uh, yeah, as always, you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com. We're on YouTube. We have the podcast on YouTube now, mm-hmm. all the episodes, um, and they even YouTube apparently just changed it. So, uh, you can't see how many people dislike our podcast. If people <laughs> thumbs down it, apparently YouTube like doesn't show how many people dislike things now on their nice. thing. So. We don't have to get self-conscious about it, which is great. Um, But yeah, so you can find us on the internet uh, and we will catch you next week. Otherwise, Uh, take care. Bye. Oh, have you seen the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows? I haven't. No. And I've heard many people say good things. It's so, yeah, we also just finished. We just caught up on that because they just came out with the new season uh, that how many seasons do they have of that show now? Three so far. Jeez, man. Time just disappears. Yeah. But no, I I really love it. I think like it's, it's it holds up to the the pedigree or whatever. I still th- the thing is, like, the movie is like so good as a standalone thing. And the TV show is is very different. Like, it's, okay. not, it's not very different, but like it's it's different enough that it feels distinct. And like, OK. There's absolutely like a story to tell over like okay seasons. Okay, that's cool though. I I like that, and yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm curious to. I don't know. It was such a great, but it is like yeah, it's one of those things where I was like almost worried at first, where it's like a hundred. Are they gonna like milk this? Like, like sometimes like just let something be good and yeah, and let it just be that. Like it doesn't need to be like oh that that was popular. Let's make a bu- bunch of them. Let's make an American you know? spinoff of it. But yeah, uh, exactly. But like Matt Berry is one of like Lauren and my favorite actors. Like he's okay. He's from I uh, I IT Crowd um, and uh, Garth Marenghi's seen, like, Dark Place one episode. Um. I've seen like one episode of IT Crowd, which I'm assuming not. It's not the guy with like the longer kind of spiky hair. No, that's Richard Ayade, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I know his name, but I know it's not that. Yeah. Um, but okay, I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is incredible. Like it is. What is that? Like what? It is a mockumentary uh, series about a. Uh, cult sci-fi tv show in like the 80s uh okay that was from garth marenghi who is a sci-fi author and then like made an incredibly low budget so it's like kind of like the special features of like a dvd for okay and like it's it is i love it i think it's incredible that's okay it's so dumb where is that of a is it like youtube or is it like uh okay you can watch it all on youtube and it's phenomenal i'll check it out it is garth marenghi you said yeah garth marenghi's dark place okay i'll check that out so i feel like you've you you have a good knack at like finding very bizarre humor stuff that's like but that's not too bizarre like sometimes like 
Max like sometimes, gets, yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, yeah, I was just going to say, and sometimes he'll find stuff that it's like bizarre and it hits me in the right way. And I'm like, this is fucking hysterical. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening yes. in this video, Max? And why is this funny to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.